It's Tuesday, April 13th. I'm Rudy. Dwayne The Rock Johnson said he wouldn't be against running for president. Let's just hope his Secretary of Defense will be Steve Austin. Giving out stone-cold stunners to diplomatic relations. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. everybody i am rudy povich this is a long walk to cleveland thank you so much for not only listening on apple Podcasts, on spotify on stitcher but also finding us on instagram live it's just at rudy underscore povich hello mel what's going on amanda hi katie nice to see everybody once again uh today on the show comedy is all about timing also, dad fails. Ooh, ooh, do, 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 do. Every day he's out there making dad fails. Ooh, ooh. But first. As most of you have been watching the news, and especially for everybody who lives here in Minnesota, you would have seen that last night, our city once again, on a curfew starting at 7 p.m., going all the way until 6 a.m. this morning. Protests and unrest in the north part of the metro, along with parts of Minneapolis. After a 20-year-old man, father of one, uh, was gunned down by police. Probably the worst time <laughs> to have this happen in our city right now. It's been it's been pretty rough the last couple of days. Checked in with some friends and family that live in the north metro, who happened to be close to the protest. Um... Yeah, it's uh, increasingly it's getting harder and harder to read some of what is going on on both sides. Not only what is happening with, uh, you know, friends on the right, but also friends on the left who are, are angry and want answers, as we all do. There was one thing that kind of puzzled me yesterday. This was from WCCO. I happened to be watching this last night. And this was a part of a report where you're going to hear in the beginning the female officer yell, taser, taser. And then they'll give a little bit of um, a description of what's going on with some of the uh, police captains. There's a guy by the name of Sean Williams who happens to be a former police trainer. Talk about what he thinks happened. And in case anybody hadn't read any of the news reports, uh, the female officer who shot this young man did so because she thought she had her taser in her hand instead of her firearm. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon says he believes she intended to use her taser. How often has she used her taser? How often has she trained with her taser? How often has she trained transitioning with her taser? These are the questions that jumped to Dr. Sean Williams' mind after repeated viewings of the video. Williams trained officers in use of force for 16 years in Minneapolis and Bloomington. He believes that the officer genuinely made a mistake. It's my own opinion, now that I've watched that video uh, three times in the last 30 minutes, I truly do believe that she actually did think she had her taser in her hand. I can, you, you can tell by the way she's waving that thing around. She's talking about uh, split-second decision-making under stress. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of misconceptions going on, especially with people that are on social media right now who are asking the question, how is it that you can mistake your firearm for a taser? Now, I don't know much about police work. I've never been in a situation where I've tangled with a police officer. I hope I never get to that. But I do know a little bit about the human brain. 
and how it works under pressure. And one of these people that I happen to know who's a good friend of mine was asking that question, how could you confuse the two between a firearm and a, a, a giant yellow taser? And my first initial response was, I've watched you flub your words when a waitress asks you what you would like to order. That is the lowest amount of pressure you could ever be under. And your brain still has a hard time reacting to it. It also made me think of the Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink. In the last chapter, it is called Seven Seconds in the Bronx. It's one of his best books and probably my favorite reads. But in it, he talks about a one evening in the Bronx, late February 3rd, 1999. A Guinean immigrant, I'm going to probably butcher the name, and for that I do apologize. But it was a man by the name of Amadou Diala. Mm. If I screw that up, I apologize. But he was a young man standing outside of his apartment building in the Bronx when four plain-clothed officer, officers, that's a tough one, plain-clothed officers drove up to uh, Diallo's building. They saw him standing outside. He fit the description of a reported serial rapist who had been in the neighborhood and also the, the description of somebody who had been breaking into apartment buildings. The four men got out of the vehicle and decided to question Diallo. Diallo, who spoke poor English, didn't respond right away. Also, earlier in the week, a friend of his had ended up in an altercation with four men who got out of a car, all plain clothed. So obviously Diallo had a, a moment where he thought there's a little bit of fight or flight, and he decided to flee. He ran into his apartment building. The four officers gave chase. They kept screaming at him to stop. Obviously this man did not know that these were four police officers. One of the officers came around a corner where Diallo had finally stopped. And the officer had reported that it seemed like he was carrying an object that resembled a gun, which turned out to be the man's wallet. How you would confuse those two, I have absolutely no idea. But like I said, sometimes the human brain does not work right under pressure. The officer opened fire on Diallo. Simultaneously, as the other three officers were coming around the corner, they heard the shots. They opened up fire on Diallo, ultimately killing him. It was an unarmed man who was profiled outside of his apartment complex. Now, there's four moments in that entire sequence that are under question. You got number one. The fact that these four officers decided to question Diallo outside of his apartment. Number two, they decided to chase him. Number three, they actually, one of the officers opened, opened fire. And the number four, the other th uh, three officers followed suit. Now, two, three, and four get brought up a lot. Number one, not so much. Why is it that they stopped and had to question this guy outside of his apartment complex? I don't know if that's part of the training. Like I said, I don't know much about police work. But there's strikingly similar instances that happen with police officers and 
what happens to people under pressure. we got to remember that these are people first. I'm sure that was a 20-year-old kid who was scared shitless, who did the best thing he probably did the first thing that came to mind. Now, a lot of times people will go back and go, yeah, but he had a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah, but he, he was a known drug user. If you go back, and from what I understand so far, what they have found with this kid is that he had a, a warrant out for his arrest for a small possession of marijuana because after he had pled guilty due to his fine, which was only about $326, he then asked to have his payments deferred, which he then missed. This is all stuff you can bounce back from. These are mistakes you make when you're 20. You learn from them in your mid-20s. Finally, by your 30s, you start to get your shit together. And unfortunately, this young man is never going to have that, that moment. And for how frustrating it is to live in this city and to, to watch these things unfold, it does feel sometimes equally as frustrating to have people with absolutely no experience in those scenarios freak out. And say, how could this happen? How could you mistake your gun for a taser? Like I said, the same person asking those questions has a hard time answering when somebody asks, what would you like for dinner? Brains work out of the ordinary when they are put under pressure. And imagine being under that kind of pressure. It's sad that it happens primarily to one group of people in this city. And that is not the part that I'm not trying to defend her actions. I'm just saying, sometimes the human brain, I'm both, both accounts. It works very strange. And if you don't believe me, I want to play some audio for you. Let's rewind the clock to 2007. Mario Lopez. It's probably a name you didn't think I was going to throw out there. But Mario Lopez. Say by the bell, A.C. Slater. What does the A.C. stand for? Absolutely charming. He was hosting the Miss Teen 2007 pageant. Miss South Carolina is on deck. Now, this is like in the top, like, five, man. Like, this is like, these are the girls that could possibly become the next Miss Teen USA. She has asked a question. And not some crazy curveball question. But she doesn't have an answer. She knows she needs to keep speaking. And this is what comes out. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and... I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. <laughs> Mario Lopez is like, thank you. Oh, can this end anytime soon? That's what your brain does. It takes all the wires. It takes everything that you have been trained to do. And it crosses them. You couldn't have given a worse answer at the worst time. But because of the pressure, 
you blew it. There's a great book, and I'm oh, I'm going to space on the name of it right now. It just came to... T- I wish I had a producer in here that could help me out, but there is a name of a book, and it is all about the kicker in the NFL and how these guys are put under so much pressure. That last kick of the game, that one kick that's going to you know put you into the Super Bowl, you're going to win the NFC Championship, the one that's going to bring home the trophy. What happens when you walk out there? And as you're about to kick that ball, the other coach calls a timeout. And now you got another 60 seconds to let it rattle around your brain. Pressure is a son of a bitch, man. It'll make you do some weird things. Just go ask Miss South Carolina, 2007. All right, moving on. Uh, comedy is definitely all about timing, and this happened to come just the other day. As you heard, the, uh, especially on this show, we talked a little bit about it. Even though I don't really care about the Royals, I do find them to be very fascinating. And a comedian who I've seen before, Lewis Spears, a man from Australia, uh, happened to be on stage at a very opportune time. People going, oh, Meghan Markle says the royal family is racist. Also, yes. <laughs> Have you guys seen Prince Philip? He's 3,000 years old. I'm pretty sure he invented racism. He just died. What? (laughs) It is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen has announced the death of her beloved husband, the Royal Highness. I've seen this guy before. Uh, He's been around for quite some time, Lewis Spears. And uh, this is why you have to write every day. This is why when things come up, you have an answer in your back pocket. It wasn't like he had that whole thing planned about, you know, long overdue. There's a, a really cool class that Second City out of Chicago offers online. And it's all about writing uh, around daily news sources. The Daily Show, uh, Samantha B, stuff like that. Um, where there's a lot of the comedy that comes out every single day and how you can hit on it. And... It, it really does it really does show like how long it takes to be able to get to that level of improvisation when you're on stage and something like that happens and for you to still be able to grab the room and control it the entire time. Because that could have gone one of two ways. That pendulum could have swung the other way and he could have lost the room. But instead this guy held true and it turns out to be a great bit and it's going viral and we're sharing it. So let that be a lesson, kids. Write every day. By the way, that is uh, Second City Online. I think you can find it. Use the Chicago one. I've tried some of their other writing sources out of, like, Hollywood and stuff, and they're fine, but they ain't great. I don't know. That Chicago uh, beat they got going on right now, man, the um, the instructors out of there are top-notch. Had a moment just the other night where um, my daughter had a uh, gymnastics meet, which a lot of parents right now are going through the the whole – having to drop their kids off at whatever the sporting event it is that they do, and then driving around for an hour, then running back and picking them up because no parents are allowed inside. And last night, dropped my daughter off at her gymnastics meet, which she 
I bet had told me no less than four times, Dad, there's a Zoom you can get on to watch. They're going to Zoom this thing so you can see it online. <laughs> so I drop her off. I go home. I start getting a bunch of work done. Sitting at a computer, I get a text from one of the parents. They're like, good job, exclamation point. I was like, yeah, thanks for the compliment. Three seconds later, I get another text. You're not in the Zoom, are you? I was like, Zoom, what? Oh, damn it. So you jump on there, proving to the other parents that you're still, you know, you're a good dad. You're a good person. <laughs> you don't forget things. So they're like, yeah, she got a 9-1. I was like, yeah, that bar routine was fantastic. They were like, they haven't done bars yet. I was like, shut. All right. The jig is up. Sometimes there's just other things going on. It's a very cats in the cradle moment, you know, when you're a kid. I do complain a little bit about the fact that there's a picture of me senior night hibbing high school football. I have two of my best friends, Kenny Lorenz and Luke Hendrickson on either side of me. And they're both standing there with their parents. Moms both have roses in their hands. Both these dudes and their parents are easily over six foot one. And then there's tiny little old me, number 35, standing in between all six of them with no parents, just a teeny little rose sitting in my palm, just kind of dragging on the ground. And then fast forward 20 years later, and my kid's like, hey, uh, don't forget, you got to zoom. And it's not even like there's a time commitment here. All you have to do is place the phone down like you are in the Zoom call. That's all. You could be doing other things. Black out the screen and just go get some shit done. It's not that hard. And I failed. I failed miserably. Luckily, they sent us all the scores. So by the time I saw my daughter uh, today, she was like, uh, I was like, so yeah, great meet yesterday. She was like, did you watch? I was like, absolutely. I knew you got an, an 8.7 on the beam because I'm a good dad. That's what I do. I definitely don't slough off and forget that you had a Zoom gymnastics meet. <laughs> oh, God, hopefully we can soon go back to all this and I can be sneaking Irish coffees into some of these gymnastics, uh, you know, these gymnastics get-togethers. Are they all called meets? I don't know. At this point, I just want to go back to just, like, sneaking in a little bit of booze out of the uh, the parking lot and eating a hot dog out of the concession stand. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also find us on Instagram Live. Thank you to everybody who watched today. That's at Rudy underscore Povich. Once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.